Album for the day today brings you another state of the music as uh, we go stay. Really, I guess we're just going next door, right? Yeah, just popping over. Yeah. Popping over a little bit. Big rivalry there, too. What do they the, call that game? The, the, the not the Bunyan. That's the uh, Michigan State. This is the the jug. The big brown jug game. That's it. Yes. Little, little brown jug. Go blue. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the West Virginian you coming out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the Gopher State, the North Star State, the land of ten thousand lakes. Ooh, I like that. I, I, you know what? But and and that's they're the Golden Gophers, is the University of Minnesota. Yeah, the Golden Gophers. <laughs> that's a delight. It is, is it not? And you can step another state over and find the Badgers. Um. But, all these delightful little forest creatures, delightful <laughs> predatory exactly. rodents. Exactly. Um, Minnesota, mm. home of. So first off, I would say probably half or more of everyone I found in Minnesota, and it was a freaking lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Came from Minneapolis. Yeah, it was a vast majority. Um, I almost want to count St. Paul in there, but St. Paul is distinctively different. They yeah. would definitely have you know that they would ar- they would argue the- they would argue their own case on that one. I- They'd I'm slap sure. you in the face, yeah. honestly. Yeah, with twins. Mm. There it is. <laughs> oh, twin uh, cities. So I think two of the most the biggest most major you want to just go ahead and call two on the rushmore here yeah dylan bob dylan and prince like that's that's an easy 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 call they're two of the most influential artists but in completely separate ways completely separate genres in a way i mean rock and roll i guess but prince was so much i feel like more of an entertainer prince was probably influenced by bob dylan lyrically absolutely everybody was absolutely um, rock, rock and roll was forever changed because of Bob Dylan. You know, it was it, he took it to a whole different electric level. You know, when when he plugged in in Newport in '66, you know, like Judas! yeah, exactly. It's it was. I it, don't believe you. Yeah, game changer. And Dylan, that's also one of the best live recordings of any. Of anything ever, it if you'd is like amazing. a lovely episode with a pretty decent, if I do say so myself, play by play of uh, what we were just alluding to. Mm-hmm. We did a whole episode on that yeah. uh, back in August of uh, twenty one. Yeah. Um, and, so check out that Bob Dylan. And the, I think one of my favorite parts about Bob Dylan as well is that all of his albums are so uniquely different. You know, like Nashville Skyline, he has this a whole different persona and voice that he sings. He plays with Johnny Cash on it. Then he has like Blonde on Blonde, where it's this like bluesy, gritty, you know, but but his lyrics are so powerful in every single album. Top of your head, who came first, Dylan or Bowie? D- Dylan. That's what I thought, but I wanted to ask. Isn't it interesting how both of them? But they were performing at the same time. Well, I know really. that. I and mean, they, and, you know. but they weren't really parallel. No, they I never put, really ran. Parallel. I put Bowie and Prince closer together than Bowie and well, Dylan. Well, obviously, but you're missing what I'm saying. Right. 
they both were adaptable. Oh, they both yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Over I see and what over you're and over again Absolutely. in different ways. Very different ways. But in some ways, they were contemporaries. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say even in that way, Bob Dylan probably influenced David Bowie. Or Absolutely. David Jones, as he <laughs> really is. Yeah, right. And Prince. Name. And Prince. I mean, Purple Rain, shut the front door. Just go ahead and close it and lock it. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. It's, so would you... How much do you know about Prince? I mean, probably... One to ten. How much do you know about Prince? I mean, probably... I'd put myself at maybe a three. Okay. Then let's go to school real fast. Let's do it. All four of Prince's grandparents are from Louisiana. That's awesome. His it makes da- a lot I know more his, sense now, doesn't well, it? I, well, his dad was like a jazz mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. and that was his whole, like, where he got into music was his through his dad. But his grandparents, man, he, he may have gone up the river. Oh, but, way up the river. But, like, you can hear that kind of influence oh, yeah. all over and everything the, but, he and ever the thing, did. And the thing about New Orleans and, you know, Louisiana uh, music is it it's kind of this hodgepodge. It's a boiling pot where it Melting takes... Pot. Uh, it, that's definitely more you accurate. Made that really ugly. Yeah, it's a Take melting it easy pot. On New Orleans, they've had a hard time. They have. It's like a melting pot of of cultures. Say, yeah, of, of of they put everything in there, mm-hmm. and you get this beautiful music to come out of it. And you can hear that with Prince, where he takes all different styles of music. I mean, he played with everybody from Maceo Parker to. I mean, it's like it's still gumbo. It's yeah. just from further up the river. Exactly. So. Um, for something completely different, Judy Garland is from <laughs> Grand Rapids. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that um, and it was kind of like, oh, man. Like, and think about how big of a song, you know, oh, um, was that probably the first number one soundtrack of all time, Somewhere Over the Rainbow from Wizard of Oz? It had to have been. What proximity did it come out to the sound of music? That is an excellent call. We'll look into that and get back I th- to you. I think I think Wizard of Oz was first, but I'm not positive. Um, so Judy Garland, though, she, uh, I mean, she had a rough time. She yeah. had a lot of expectations. Well, um, and studios put a lot of pressure on her to be. Yeah, and this as a thing. child. Yeah, but it, I mean, putting, it was, putting breadwinner pressure on a child. It wasn't teetering on abusive. It was abuse. Oh, like yeah. forcing her to do things that she did not want to do and forcing her to eat certain ways and do do certain things it's just she never really got to be a kid yeah which is so weird because she has portrayed the all-american kid mm-hmm. numerous times mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so anyway she's a real delight and an american treasure and she's a uh i didn't realize there was a grand rapids minnesota mm-hmm as well as a Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hmm. I guess they just compete in everything, don't they? <laughs> Do they not? <laughs> Bernie Ledden. Oh, yeah. Um, from Minneapolis. Yep. He was He's in founding, the band. Founding member of the Eagles. Can I have a little foreplay? Yeah. Tickle it. He was in. <laughs> There's a Prince title in there somewhere. Flying Burrito Brothers. Uh, Hearts and Flowers, Dillard and Clark. Uh, he plays the guitar, the banjo, the mandolin, the steel guitar, and the dobro. 
That's a, what do you call that, a five-tool player right there? That's awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Andrews sisters, also yeah. from Minneapolis. Yeah, those are that, that 1940s swinging sisters. The Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. The Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. The boogie yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Laverne, Maxine, and Patty. Mm. It's so funny. I'd never heard their names before looking that up, and I was like, it, it was just, I don't know, it was interesting to me. Laverne was the one that stuck out, and I was like, hmm, interesting name. Well, I think the interesting thing about it, you know, we just dealt with Michigan, we dealt with a lot of Motown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting how the Andrews sisters, I, I mean, they're not contemporary for us, so it's not necessarily fair to mm-hmm. use our opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we would have more of an identity on them individually if there was one yeah so i would feel led to say that as opposed to like the supremes that started counting the quantity of the individual pieces instead of Mm -hmm. staying a collective whole yeah um you see the difference yeah and uh of course they weren't necessarily related either but yeah Hmm. Anyway, Andrews sisters, they're beautiful. They are. Uh, you remember the Andrews sisters uh, coming up in Back to the Future? I don't. When did they come up? If I'm not mistaken, the Andrews sisters have a single for sale on the um, sandwich board outside the record store. Wow. They have a fresh that's one. A, that's a deep cut right there. That's deep. That's uh, November of 1955, if you're keeping track. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For those of you at home with with the checkerboard. With the calendar. Yeah, right. Uh, so, you want to uh, get back into the Lizzo argument? Uh, yes. Uh, we okay. brought this up earlier um, in an earlier episode. So Lizzo, uh, she was born in Michigan. Um, so she technically kind of counts for Michigan. But... She grew up, moved to Houston, Texas, lived there for a while, but after college, she moved uh, to Minneapolis to start her career, and everything that she kind of did, made, created, whatever, that made Lizzo Lizzo was straight out of Minnesota. So... She was a part of the scene, she was a part of the community, she was a part of the culture, she was part of the sound. And, I, and the sound influenced her, as well as all of those other places, mm-hmm. um, influenced her sound as well. That's why I like her personally, because mm-hmm. you can't necessarily pin her sound you down yeah. on and, a region. And, and then it's like, all of a sudden, she you know she w- gets the flute out and absolutely crushes it. it. It's just like, she's just so talented. I love that story where she got to... She played that, that crystal flute. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, I, for, I forgot it was. It was like something like two hundred years old. Hadn't it like never been played? I'll have to look at the story. It was something. It was something yeah, that but they had kept it in an archive is, yeah. for you know, you know, whatever, like seventy-five Centuries. years, a hundred years, and they got it out for her to play it, and it was the most beautiful thing. I mean, it was. It was. If you haven't seen that video, a you've been living under a rock. 
and crawl out and go immediately go look up Lizzo Crystal Flute on YouTube. It's amazing. It is. Um, Mod Son. Oh, yeah, the rapper. From Bloomington, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hotel Motel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was with Avril Lavigne for uh, an album. For <laughs> <laughs> Little hot minute, little hot take. <laughs> just, just one, one record. Yeah. Um, they had some interesting takes on uh, life during their period. I happened upon that a couple of times. Hmm. I, I group people somewhat by the company they keep, and uh, he's kind of in a group of people I don't necessarily hmm. relate to. So, I guess their relationship was in closing time. So Dan Wilson is from St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Um, he's a Harvard grad, and he got a B.A. in visual arts and printmaking, summa cum laude, in vision, visual environmental studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're talking about the band Semisonic. We're talking about the guy Dan Wilson. Yes. Who, the front man and bassist? Sure. Yes. Um, Jacob Slichter, the drummer, also graduated from Harvard. African American studies and history. Um. Yeah. So we'll talk about the band and then we'll get back to Dan. Mm, okay. Jacob in 2006, um, in an interview regarding payola. He said it took seven to eight hundred thousand dollars to get closing time on the air. Wow. So um you've heard the stories. They're, yeah, they're true. Tr- they're true. Yeah. Um yeah, that, you heard it here first, folks. But pay to play. Dan Wilson is fantastic. Well, you know, it's a it's not necessarily exactly the same anymore, man. Opportunity is different now in music. Yeah, um, but to the the to ma- some the, degree yeah, the major players are there's a lot of the a lot of doors get greased with a lot of money is all I'll say about that. I want to find some money greasy doors. <sighs> Who doesn't? Um I bet Jim Morrison could point me there. Yes, he could. He could also show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Either way. Um Gosh. So Dan Wilson though, he is a Grammy winner. Um, I think he won the Grammy for uh, Closing Time. Yes. But he's also won Grammys for working with uh, the Dixie Chicks, Adele. He's written amazing, amazing songs for both of them and uh, more songs. I actually was in a record store and found two of his solo CDs. That's cool. And checked them out just because I'm not going to it would be rude of me to say how much I paid for them. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah. But anyway. And they, I'm pretty sure they're doing all right with the... I have treasured yeah. them, yeah. and I have listened to them, and they're great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, don't forget, though, about Caitlin Smith. Have you uh, heard of Caitlin Smith? Uh, singer-songwriter. She's, She's from, from Cannon, Cannon Falls. Falls. Yeah. 
She's a songwriter. She's written songs for Megan Trainer, Dolly, and John Legend, as well as I think she wrote one of Miley Cyrus's songs too, right? Sure, why not? <laughs> sure, why not? Um, I love it. Getting back into the nasty Minneapolis, though. Mm. The replacements. Yes. Um, the replacements, man. American rock band, Minnesota, 1979 is when they were formed. So Paul um, Westerberg, Tommy Stenson, and Chris Mars are all from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Bob Stenson is from Waconia. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like kind of a punk, alt-rock hybrid kind of band, in my opinion. They're... They're, we all wanted pop out of them, and they just yeah. spit at us. Yeah, no, that's but, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, heavily influenced by Dylan, um, in my opinion. Um, I think that they kind of heard his sound. They kind of did their own thing with it, but they heard that he, you know he, Dylan never, you know, sounded great. His harmonica wasn't perfect. And they could adapt that into their own kind of... Embracing the yeah, imperfections yeah. was a real hallmark. Yeah. I mean, when you go back and obviously their output was somewhat limited. The band broke up. Yeah. Some people have died. Yeah. Uh, Paul Westerberg has a delightful solo career. If you want to check out any of that, it's, yep. it's actually pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. But I would say that it got to a point where we're not going to keep embracing the perfections. We're going to start highlighting them. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're going to make that our thing. Specifically, when I was talking about the spitting, <laughs> um, I was referring to January 16th of 1986 when uh, they played Saturday Night Live. For the one and only time. Yes, they're one of the bands who was never allowed to play again, I believe. They replaced the Pointer Sisters. G.E. Smith was a fan and got them the gig. They were so intoxicated, Bob tripped over his guitar and broke it. G.E. had to get him an SNL spare. Mm. Paul used the F word during the live broadcast... And Lorne banned them forever. However, he allowed Paul to return solo in 1993. <laughs> well, come on, Lorne. Do I didn't fall over and break a yeah. guitar. Yeah. Well, you're right. Okay. okay. All right, come on back. Yeah. The Amazing. replacements. And you know they're just arrogant as hell, man. When you put out an album called Please to Meet Me. Yeah. Well, but think about that. Think about how many times you're like, oh, that's this person. And you're like, man... I can't wait to meet them and you like hey so good to meet you you know pleased really to meet you. pleased to meet you kind of thing and it's like yeah you are pleased to meet me yes you it's are. great it's great i love it eddie cochran yep who wrote and performed the original summertime blues yep from albert lee minnesota mm-hmm uh, very young when he when he passed away, tragic. But from nineteen nineteen thirty eight and only lived uh, till nineteen sixty. Um, so the the whole thing with rock and roll was he was one of the 
early pioneers of what the rock and roll sound would become. And I think that he would have been one of the major players if he would have lived longer. When you think about the fact that his recording of Summertime Blues inspired The Who to record the song. Yeah, that says everything you need to know right there, right? Eddie Cochran, groundbreaking. Um, Tyka Nelson, T-Y-K-A, that's Prince's younger sister. If you're that interested, check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Jane Russell from Bemidji. Mm. But back to Minneapolis, Lips Incorporated. You remember Lips? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get a don't better serve it right for me. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bands that are probably considered a one hit wonder but kind of aren't, Soul Asylum. Oh, come on now. Dude, Runaway Train. That's the that's the that's the thing. Black but gold. I yeah. Okay. Two hit wonder. I and you know they have some songs they have an, they have a couple Misery. Of, they have a couple of albums that are good in my opinion I like them and back in 1993 Grave Diggers Union is that mm, yeah and uh, and in 93 is when when they came out it was one of those things where it was like wait they kind of fit in that dirty grungy you know whatever kind of thing and it was just like you know. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they'd be right in there with the, uh, um, you know, Alice in Chains, Soundgardens, but they kind of went more in the pop direction instead of the. Well, alt. they. I think they fell victim to what a lot of people did that sat there and grinded for a long time, man. Like you finally made some money. And you're finally living the dream you've been working for, which is being able to support yourself doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, in order to do that, you have to have some commercial appeal. Yeah, and they did it. They've been doing it for 30-some-plus years. You know, good for them. One of the cool things, I remember um, the bass player passed away. And they did a tribute show Mm -hmm. and brought a bunch of bass players out. That's cool. And played a Soul Asylum show as well as some covers and whatnot. But I I think that's a nice nice way to pay tribute there. Another uh, delightful Minneapolis band. Uh, Let's see. What about uh, what about the Jayhawks? That's an, that's a good that's one. Another delightful that's, Minneapolis uh, band. Uh, they're they they are in my opinion very underrated. Um, they're like an American alt country Americana. They came around around the same time as uh, Uncle Tupelo. Yeah. Um, they were on the scene in the I mean all the way in the eighties. What 80s. was that? Whiskey Town? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were around before that, but. Yeah. I don't know. I they they were definitely founders of that whole oh yeah situation. And uh, what I thought was cool was I went to record store day a couple of years ago, and that for the first time on vinyl mm-hmm. 
was a five-song covers EP by a group called Golden Smog. Mm, yeah. And it's basically like a Minneapolis super group. Which is awesome. Members of the Jayhawks, the Replacements. Um, uh, let's see. Dan Murphy from Soul Asylum. Gary Lurus from the Jayhawks, Mark Perlman from the Jayhawks, Craig Jarrett Johnson from Run Westy Run, and Chris Mars from the Replacements. And I saw that subsequently Jeff Tweedy from Wilco has played with them, so you know that's going to be a sick show. Oh yeah, that's and yeah. Um, that's a don't miss kind of show. Yeah, Golden Smog. Check that one out. That's a that's a nugget for you. Mm-hmm. Um. So the Jets, <laughs> the Jets from Minneapolis, the eight oldest of 17 siblings, they're Tongan. They're actually the Wolfgram family from New Hope, Hennepin County. And you want to talk about some amazing cover albums. Dude, nine studio albums, one live album, three greatest hits. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the kicker. Eugene left in 1988 to form Boys Club with Joe Pasquale. Mm -hmm. They called it Minneapolis's version of Wham. <laughs> they were huge. It was huge. So, uh. the, after he left... The Jets did the theme song to Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Ch -ch Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Uh, they performed at the 1987 World Series Game Seven in Minneapolis. The which they won, so they performed at the 1991 Stanley Cup Finals Game Three, mm. which they did not. And uh, they performed at the 1988 Summer Olympics in Seoul and the 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City. That's awesome. Family band. Yep. You know what else is awesome? Morris Day in the time. <laughs> uh, Put that in my hand. <laughs> I was wondering with this Jay and... 20 bucks, Jay little man. man. Put, Put that money in, in my, my hand. hand. It's Morris Day in the mother time. Oh, uh, yeah. If you don't got it, then you owe me, owe me, owe. My oh. jungle love. Oh, yeah. That, so, uh, another, in my opinion, one-hit wonder, but also very uh, a timepiece is what it is. Um, very disco. Well played there. Very, yeah. It, it, well, the thing is, Prince wrote all the songs. Yeah. And, and there's they, been some recent performers. legal stuff about Morris Day not being able to perform as the time because it's a trademark owned by Paisley Park which oh. they sold wow portion of the rights it's been litigated supposedly he can perform as Morris Day of the time well then just do that that's easy I mean and everybody's gonna still say and the time, knows. but just put it on the poster. It's not like he's not going to play Jungle Love. Yeah, right? O-E-O-E-O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Motion City Soundtrack. Yeah. Formed in Minneapolis. Uh, Justin Pierre is from Matamedi 
is my guest there. Matamedi. And Joshua Kane is from St. Paul. Hmm. Husker Du. Yeah. From Mendota Heights. Yep. Grant Hart is from South St. Paul. The other two are not from Minnesota. Yep. That would be Bob Mould and Greg Norton. Mm-hmm. So formed in 1979, and one of the uh, punk icon, like they were very instrumental and in a lot of bands. Um, a lot of people listened to these guys and got a lot of influence from them. I think that. Um Bob Mould is is really an underrated songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really, really ramped up the volume since the pandemic well, for crying out loud. But well, and the way that these guys played, I mean, it was you know fast, energetic, but they had kind of that. I mean, they were that punk band, but they had a poppy, catchy kind of thing about them. The 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 punky part was Grant. Yeah. The poppy part was Bob. Yeah. And yeah. they were never, ever going to not be in each other's face over it. But that's the beauty of it. Of course. You know? That's, of course. You know, think about Lennon and McCartney. They're in each other's faces because McCartney just wants to write about love, and McCart- and Lennon wants to write about changing the world. And it, it's just, yeah. And somehow and, we came out and, with All You Need Is Love, which yeah. does both. Exactly. Yeah. Yay. Um, and speaking of love, how about atmosphere? <laughs> the uh, DJ, uh, producer, hip hop, uh, rapper, um, formed. It's actually in, a duo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Slug and Ant formed in 1996 in, you guessed it, Minneapolis. Um, they have uh, they've got some, just they're in my opinion they're just funny. A lot of their songs and, and rhymes, they just, they're, they're just, I, I like listening to it. A lot of people give me a lot of crap sometimes, and I'm like, dude, have you listened to this? Then you play it, and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Because it's like, because it's, it's witty, uh, it's humorous, it has a good beat. It's like that guy from Maine. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, uh, Lucy Ford record is the one that I was, that I listened to the most, um, and I, I, it, it, yeah, it was, it was really nice, and I really liked it. Well, without, um, without really going into it, if you're interested, you can look into it yourself. Just gonna drop a bunch of uh, Minneapolis hip hop names, and um, not go into why they are or are not still producing stuff. There was a large advent in the community and that's all I'm going to say. P.O.S. Astronautilus <laughs> Brother Ali Doomtree Mixed Blood Majority Cecil Otter Paper Tiger Dessa Sims Mike Micklin Laserbeak Lest we forget about Carnage the Executioner, Idea and Abilities, Face Candy, High Respects, Frankie Bash, Oracle Uno from St. Paul. Yeah. Hmm. Young Gravy. Young Gravy. From Rochester. Mm-hmm. 
the Tampa Bay Lightning apparently played him in their locker room while they were winning the 22 Stan- 2020 Stanley Cup championship. Mm-hmm. So they engraved gravy train on their rings. Wow. That's a piece of history right there. That's, that's awesome. a good one. That's awesome. Dropping some other names, the suburbs, the suicide commandos, the trash men. Yep. You know the trash men, don't you? I do. I do. What's the word, Jay? What's what word? The bird. The bird, bird, bird. Yes, the bird is the word. So, yeah, they uh, formed in 1962, and, uh, yeah, that's... You they want to talk about the surf, the surf and bird? The premier landlocked Midwestern surf group of the 1960s. Yeah, that and sums it up. Yeah, that sums it. That sums it up. Trampled by turtles is from Duluth. Mm-hmm. Um, I they're, wouldn't even call them like jammy. They're just delicious. Nah. Yeah, they're really great. Uh, kind of a bluegrass country. A um, little of that, but, but very good. They, really great live. You taste of America. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Mason Jennings, mm-hmm. Wee Willie Walker, Willie Murphy, and um, oh yeah, Mint Condition. Mm, I don't know that one. That's a one-hit wonder. Okay, there it is. Uh, so who you got on? Who you got on your Rushmore? Now hang on, hang on. The Sounds of Blackness mm. from St. Paul, founded in 1969 at McAllister College called McAllister College Black Voices. In 1971, Gary Hines became the director and changed the name. They've won three Grammys, four Stellar Awards, which is the Gospel Grammys, Mm -hmm. the International Time for Peace Award, the International Dance Music Award, the NAACP Image Award, and they've been nominated for an Emmy. Oh, there it is. Um... Babes in Toyland, definitely don't leave them out. That's some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. The band Low from Duluth is husband and wife, Alan and Mimi Sparhawk. Definitely check that out. That's some crazy stuff. Happy Apple is also an interesting Minnesota band. Dillinger 4, Bruise Violet. Maria Issa, did you get to see her? No, I did not. Minnesota State Representative Maria Issa Perez Vega. Well, there you go. She is a rapper, singer, and activist. She just released a new album this year called Capitolio. Oh, there you go. Her parents are from New York and Puerto Rico. She mm-hmm. calls herself Soda Rican. Soda Rican. Minnesota. Well, there, well, there you go. Minnesota Rican. Yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah. So who who you got on your Rushmore, man? I know we you mean the other two. The other two, obviously. Obviously, Bob Dylan and Prince are. They're, yeah, they're there. Um, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out and say Golden Smog. So I grab it all. <laughs> And, uh, therefore, don't have to name any of those groups, but still acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. And Lizzo. Well, we have uh, we have an agreement. We have the first unanimous Rushmore? I'm not going to go Golden Smog. 
I'm going to go the replacements. But, but you said that it was in there. You were putting them in there. So, I think uh, that that is just going to have to be what it counts. is. I think it counts. I think it counts. Anyways, I'm for the day today. We're leaving the beautiful uh, land of a thousand lakes, ten thousand lakes. Sorry, Minnesota. Um, be sure to follow us on uh, wherever you listen. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen. Um, follow us on Twitter at album the number four the day. Uh, if you have any email you'd like to tell us anything, something we left out, uh, shoot us an email to album for the day at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you when we see you. Sometimes some crimes go, go slipping, slipping through the cracks, but these two gumshoes are picking up the slack. There's, There's no, no face too big, big, no case too small. If you, you need help, just call Chip and Tails Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Uh, that's nostalgia right there. Oh, it's Jets. <laughs>